Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. So Dan, I had tickets for game five in both rounds. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd be getting refunds in both both rounds. Uh, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh- who would have thought, you know, usually with the Islanders, if necessary, is always necessary. Uh, but they won quickly and then lost quickly. So, uh, overall, a great season. Uh, don't like, don't love the way it ended, obviously. Uh, but at least, you know, your credit card will get uh, refunded and you'll be good to go. But moving forward, you should probably go to games that are guaranteed next time. Yeah, I mean, I figured I'd learn my lesson, you know, after the first round. But, nope, stubborn enough to, um, to buy game five as well. Uh, but... First and foremost, let's. I want to take time to thank everybody for listening this year and supporting us coming to our live show at Lighthouse Hockey in March. That was a great turnout, great guest. Uh, the place is awesome. It did very well in the, in the postseason. Uh, but yeah, thank everybody who supported us this year and, and years past for making the show a lot of fun to do. We really appreciate it. We love the debates on Twitter that you and I enjoy with the fans and um yeah we'll look forward to another season next year yeah when we first started doing this you didn't think anyone's gonna listen to two guys uh in your uh, spare bedroom uh you know recording a show about the islanders but uh at first no one did uh but where we are now we're really thankful we're really grateful and humble and uh so everyone who listens uh even the ones who don't agree with us we like all kind of you know we encourage all kind of conversation because if you're talking about the islanders 
you're talking about something great. So we thank you all for listening and your continued support. And we also want to thank uh, a big thanks to Lighthouse, Ho- Lighthouse Hockey and SB Nation uh, for really providing a great home for us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, this, this season basically should not have been played. The season was over July 1st last year when Tavares went to Toronto. I mean, why, why play any of these games? But you know what? Lou Lamarillo was stubborn enough to field the team. And Barry Trotz was stubborn enough to coach the team. And the team exceeded a lot of ex- expectations this year. No one thought they'd be hosting, have a home ice advantage in two playoff rounds this year. And no one thought they'd be hosting playoff games at the National Coliseum. 103 points, just an unbelievable season. But that being said, there's a potential of four wild cards, four wild card teams in the conference finals. And that just gets me very, very aggravated how the Islanders stood pat at the trade deadline. Well, I mean, look, it wasn't so much staying pat. We all know that he, that Lou tried to make moves, but the prices weren't up to his liking, right? So you can look at it this way. He didn't do anything rash for a rental. And now moving forward to this offseason, he has all the weapons at his disposal to do whatever he needs to do. And also to pursue some of these same players without having to give up, you know, significant assets. That that is absolutely true. But they might not be in this position again. I mean, no one. I mean, thought- what are you going to do? They, what are you going to do though? No, they offered a first round pick and Anthony Bavillier for Mark Stone, and he he chose to go to Vegas because he resigned with them, and he knew he was going to Vegas. So what are you supposed to do there? Well, I mean, Vegas had, gave a better prospect. Is is. Is uh, Eric Branson Brandstrom a better prospect than someone who's already proven in the uh, you know already proven in the league? Uh, in a heartbeat, I would take Eric Branstrom over Anthony Bavillier. Absolutely. Yeah, I understand. Okay, okay. Let me rephrase that. Uh, so basically, you would have to trade a first rounder and Dobson, but you don't know if he would have resigned. So we we knew that Stone was going to resign in Vegas because once again they have such a clear advantage: Tampa, Dallas, and Vegas with no state income tax. So that was that was leaked out there. That's one of the reasons why that deal got done so easily. So I'm like, look, I mean, obviously I wanted Lou to do something at the deadline. We both said it then, and it is what it is. He rolled the dice with the team he had based on what the market value was at that time. He did not want to empty the farm for guys that could walk also on July 1st. So, like, look, I, I like I said, I wanted Mark Stone here. That was well known by everyone. It didn't happen. He took his chance, and he went as far as this team went as far as it could as the way it was constructed. So now we move forward, and I expect Lou to be extremely aggressive in the offseason and kind of mold his team more to what he wants. I would like to know if they were in on Matt Duchesne. Yes, they were. We had Arthur Staple on. He said that. Right, but what Columbus gave up was not nearly a lot. I mean, that, that... I know. The Islanders could have easily matched that or even succeeded that. So it would have been like it is. You know, it's it is what it is. We had this. We already had this debate at the day of the trade deadline. No, I I know we did. We had had Arthur. We both said it then. Yeah, we both said then. This team needs more offense. This team needs more offense. This team needs more offense. Well, it came back and it bit them in the ass. But they still had a fantastic season. Oh, I'm I'm not taking it. It's just they had a fantastic year. Just the way the playoffs broke this year. It's but just, who's to say they would have marched right past Columbus the way Columbus is playing? Or Boston, a team they haven't beaten in years. So, I mean, it's, it's really hypothetical at this point. Yeah. I'm not defending 
flew because I was extremely critical of the inaction at the trade deadline. But it's like, okay, this is the team we had, and this is as far as you could go with them. And I, Which I is still pretty good. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a fantastic season, but it, it could it could still have been going on. But that being said, I do trust Lou. I, I, I trust him going forward. I mean, he's got the track record. But they, they're, you know, who knows what Columbus is going to do. Columbus may win the cup and decide that they want to keep some of these guys, or they want to stay. They're not. Here. They're not going to keep all. They're not going to keep all four of them. Not all four of them, but Panarin. What happens? If they're, Panarin? Not gonna, they're not going to. They're not going to. They're not going to pay Bobrovsky what he wants. He's definitely gone. Okay. They're not going to give him eight to nine million dollars a year. There's no way. But we don't need Bobrovsky, and we'll talk about the Islanders. No, on, I know, but there are a lot of rumors agents. linking Bobrovsky to the Islanders. I don't believe them, but there are a lot of rumors from very reputable places that have that conversation being conducted. Well, so I, I think that's absolutely foolish because why would they spend probably double what would they, what potentially they would give Robert Leonard, who had an absolutely fabulous year. Leonard, yeah, I'm very just comfortable saying what here. people are, very reputable people are reporting. I know, very reputable. I don't, I don't necessarily buy it, but I, so basically, what it looks to Columbus is this: they either sign Panarin or Duchesne. They're not going to get both of them. They'll probably get one of them. Okay, the, okay. So the, whoever they, they don't sign, the Islanders have to be hot and heavy on. They have to be in on. They Obviously. have to go full park press because they they need them. The Islanders don't have any killers on this team. There's no one that other teams that fear. Mappers, I love Mappers. He's a great player, but does anyone really fear him? Yes. No. Yes. You. There is. Well, let me phrase that. I think his probably his greatest strength is uh, three on three. So during the regular season, I, he might present more of a concern when the game's more wide open. Yeah, I mean, he does that makes sense. It does, but he also, and I, hopefully with the right, they have the right coach, but they need they need people to tell him to shoot more. He's got potential to be a thirty goal scorer. Yeah, yeah, but you know he was—he had a fantastic playoffs. He was their best player in the playoffs. He was solid, but then again, you know everyone was quiet in in, in the last round. He was, yeah. but he still was a point of game player in the playoffs. Four points. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What? What? He had eight points in eight games. No. What Not, more do you want? I, I'm just talking about the last round. The, the first round. Fine. In the I mean, last round, he had four points in four games. So that's not right. No. Okay. Him. All right. That's fine. Four, all right, four points, but that it was very quiet because they were basically disposed. Right. I mean, they were basically disposed of in four games. So what, yes. are, you, what are you going to do? But but that that being said, we could look at some of the unrestricted free agents they have, and I guess we can go in order of most likely to least likely staying, and I guess it starts with Robin Leonard. I yeah. I would right. imagine they'll probably take a, he'll probably take a week to kind of decompress, you know, both sides just because he had an unbelievable year. No one thought this was going to happen. Lou took low risk, high reward, picked him up off the trash heap, and he's going to potentially go home with uh, two awards at the definitely two awards, and he has a, a chance for a third award at the in Vegas. But I'd imagine it gets done sooner than later. And um, it'd be a lot cheaper than Sergei Bobrovsky. And, I agree. And it's something you'll probably get four or five years. I think closer to five, uh, we'll get it done. Yeah, I'm thinking probably four years around $20 million. And that's totally fine. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I won't worry about whatever happens with the, the Russian guy. I could care <laughs> uh, less right now about you know, him. Seriously. The, uh, he, he's basically, I could care less. He's basically the Canadian girlfriend that we all have. 
you know, that I actually you know, would. I actually, there's a goalie in the end of the first round who could slip into early second. I actually, they're, they're, I really like him this year. A kid from Connecticut. You're familiar with him, Spencer Knight. Yes. Um, I seriously would draft him in the. I would. I wouldn't take him at 23, but I would totally move up into the early second round and draft him because the Islanders do need another goalie in the system. They can't count on Sorkin, and who knows what the hell's up with Soderstrom. Yeah. Obviously, when we get closer to the draft, we'll break this down more. We'll have Russ Cohen on. He'll tell us all about it. But I mean, that's something that's also not without the without you know not impossible to happen during the offseason. Because you can't rely on Sorkin. I've completely moved on from him. Yeah, I mean, you know he's not coming next year. And you'll just have to wait and see what happens the following year. But like I said, you, yeah, you still have Grice under contract for another year. And you do. They have the combination. Right. It's it's totally fine. And then you can worry about Sadas from Fever comes. and Well, well he signed, so you have to think no, he'll so, be there next being, year. If he's, if he's healthy, that's the thing. If he's healthy, right. he's, he'll he's be He's at least there. under contract, so yeah. you, know, you have to yeah. think. That's, you know, it's just a weird one. story because, you know. Maybe we'll, we ask one of the uh, the right, you know, uh, grocer staple during the off season. We maybe try and get an update on that. Yeah, I mean, if they, they it's just it. a weird story. It's yeah. like you know, he, he just never saw him. He's like disappeared this year. Yeah, I mean, if if it was just injured the whole year, then hopefully. I thought he would be rehabbing in America. I don't know. I, I clearly I don't know. he wasn't. So who no. knows? I, I know he was here prior to signing. Correct. Yeah, but I don't know if he really came over. No, no one really mentioned him all year. So it was just kind of a strange situation. Speaking of goaltending, and before we get back uh, to the free agents uh, of the Islanders, um, I, I think there's only one person the Islanders nation could be blaming for this this loss. I think it's you, Noel. <laughs> because ever since, at the end of Game 6, you called the Carolina goaltending garbage. They kind of went on a roll. All right, so... Would you like to publicly apologize again? So I was stubborn enough our last show basically not to apologize for calling Pete Morazic trash. Uh, that being said, he didn't play the last two games of the series, and that was all Curtis McElhaney. So congrats to Curtis McElhaney. And you know what? I apologize to Pete Morazic. They've been unbelievable. And But you said something nasty about McElhaney, too. So I think it still applies. Yeah, but... It just, it, it just also bugs me that how the Islanders, and let's go back to even 2015, what, game two against the Caps when Hopi couldn't play and they threw in Grubauer. The Islanders had an unbelievable opportunity to go 2-0. They couldn't capitalize. I felt that was the, they couldn't capitalize when McElhaney came in in game two. A goalie yeah. who, I wanted, it wasn't frazzled because he looked good, but who, who no, didn't get wasn't. any work done just thrown in a hostile environment. And the Islanders could not get anything past him. He built the confidence, and he looked good the remainder of the series. It's going to be interesting what, what they do now. Yeah, it is, actually. You know, but uh, who cares? It's not our concern. But uh, no, it's not. I apologize to all the to all the jerks out there. Uh, and I, you know I was what? Wrong. The amount of disdain and disrespect that Don Cherry is showing the Hurricanes franchise makes me want them to win more. Does that make, you know... Yeah, I know. It's it's unbelievable how he's basically... I mean, look at his suits. I mean, it's... Really? That's not all-time hockey, those suits. Right. You know, but... It, it reminds me of the Office episode where Michael Scott is dating Pam's mother. And <laughs> she starts screaming at him, I, I want you to, you know, you need to stop. And he just looks at her and he's like, you know what? I'm going to date her even harder. Yeah. And she's like, what, what does that mean? And he's like, you know what that means. So that's what I want the Hurricanes to do. Win even more. 
Yeah, and but I, it's gonna be funny because I think all the other three series are gonna go seven games, and it's possible. Yeah, and Carolina's gonna be sitting there again, and now they're gonna have the rest. So it's gonna be interesting to see what what happens there. But wild playoffs. I mean, it's unbelievable. But right, let's get back to the Islanders free agent. Back to the Islanders. So we both think that Leonard is going to stay. Uh, we do. Probably five years, twenty million, or four years, twenty million, something like that. But I, it's, I think it's a good deal, and he's revitalized his career. The Islanders have, and their fan base, especially the fan base, they love this guy, and he loves them. So yes, he does. Why would he want to go anyplace else? Uh, okay, so number two is the captain, Andrews Lee, and I'm. A little bit disappointed at um, Islander fans a little bit because, why? and okay, I'm going to start something here probably. Don't get you da- are. don't get down. Why get down on this guy? He's your captain. You guys do. He does so much for this but franchise. You also need him. You know, you need him. You do need him, but I mean, don't don't you know? What's someone called him Trent Hunter, right? On, on, on yeah, but Twitter. you were just critical of Matt Barzell's quiet eight points. But now you're defending Anders Lee's empty net goal in the playoffs. No, I, I'm not. Def- I'm not defending. I mean, he, but you shouldn't pay someone based on one playoff Correct. performance or not no, pay you, them. No, you pay you pay them for their overall body of work. Right, I, I agree. Th- th- that's Which all I'm makes saying. This one, the most trickiest of all of them, th- because that- he's 29. He's not getting any quicker. You want him to stay, but you don't want it to turn into like another. Or you don't want it to turn into an albatross of a contract. No, um, you you have to. Yeah, it's it's very tricky here. You have to kind of hope that he wants to take a hometown discount here. And and yeah. and Lou basically been here one year, and we all know Lou has. I want to say he doesn't have a heart. That's that's not the right way to say. No, but he's just shrewd and calculated. He, he's a great and, businessman, and yeah. yeah, it's it's all about performance and numbers, and all the other stuff is you know secondary. But that being said, they, they put a C on this guy's chest in Carolina in, in October. I don't see right. them going through another captain next year. This isn't the Islanders from like the mid nineties where everyone wore a C. This, yeah, you can't have you can't lose a, a captain two years in a row. But I mean, if he's looking for seven and forty nine, then, then you have to walk away from that. Yeah, then then you get the tribute video ready because that you, you can't exactly. do that. But between five and C. You see, I don't even want to go six years with him. That, yeah, that's the I thing. Would think, I'm thinking five for thirty. See, I mean, I I think that that should get it done. I I would hope because the only other like you you maybe a team like Edmonton, if they can somehow get rid of Lucci's contract, if you throw him on it at a yeah, but he could claim, be the, he could honestly. I'm this is no disrespect, but the the the, the fear is that could be another Lucci's contract. But you you need someone. He needs like a center. He needs a top notch center. And I just don't why he just maybe it was the system this year and everyone's numbers were down. But oh, I think part of it though is the power play. You know, he didn't get as many points in the power no. play because they were so inept. Right, and th- th- that'll that'll totally be addressed in in the off season. I, you would think. Yeah, I mean, five, I mean, six four. I mean, no, that wouldn't get it done. You do five, six for, 30, for thirty. I think I think five for thirty or five for thirty-three, six and a half, maybe is the most you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a to- it's a raise for him. Uh, I don't know. It's it's tricky. It's, it, it's I just don't think you go past five years. You can't. I don't care as much about the term. 
I mean, they, they do have the cap space. So if you do five, if you give them seven. Yeah, if I give them seven, I'm not going more than five years. No, so you do five for 35. I, I could probably live with that. Yeah, that, 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 I think that I think that'll get it done. And I'd give them a no trade clause in the first two years. Uh, yeah, I guess after so. You, after year two, there's no you know there's no there's no there's, expansion. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's I, I think I think that'll get it done. So all right, so that's uh, so what is that seven seven million a year, and then we're giving yep. we're giving Leonard how much five million. Five million so it's twelve million. Okay, so okay, twelve million we're spending from the cap. Okay. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called the, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. The next guy is Brock Nelson, and Brock Nelson had a bounce back year. He looked good at times, uh, but his negotiating history with you know during his with his agent and the Islanders has always been a little tense. Yeah, yes. it, it came down to the twelfth hour. The pre- well, not previous contract, right, when he was about to forego the whole year with, you know, Charles right. Wong's rule about holding out, heading into training camp. Yep. I'm, I I can't give this guy more than $5 million a year. I'm sorry. Um, I would give him four for 24. Uh, he to might, be my third line center. Third line. But the thing is, like, I, I might have to wait until I this and this is very risky. Wait until free agency opens up to see if I can get like a Panarin or a, even a Duchesne. Because Duchesne would be a center, obviously. So to, to get him, he's really the yeah. only center on the market. Well, the window opens up the week before we can start talking to you. Know, you can right. Start talking to so if you right, so if you can agree to something, you have a good idea where you stand. Right. So if you can agree to that quickly. Then you can, you know, go back to Nelson and, and try to lock him up. Third line center would be great. This team is in desperate need of centers, and there's no reinforcements in Bridgeport right now. Coyville, Otto Coyville had a fantastic year. He's not ready. He's not ready to come up here. He's still learning to be a center. He kind of died down towards the end of the year. I watched him all year, and the strides this guy made were unbelievable. He's not ready. He needs another year to develop. So. It's basically you're not going to find. You're probably not finding two centers to be two and three in free agency. I mean, you could bring Philpola back, right? Uh, for I don't a love, year. love the idea of that, but you could bring Philpola back. Uh, you have to get a number two center via free agency or trade, and then if you want to move from Nelson, I get it. I just think I just think Nelson gives you a nice security blanket, and if you added a if you added Duchesne or you traded for maybe a Nugent Hopkins. And Nelson is your third line center. I think you would have really good centers on your team, right? And you bring up Nugent Hopkins, and I was we, we get, I was going to get to that after, but we, we can talk about that now. Um, he'd be the guy definitely targeted via trade, and it could be a good trade partner because- if he's available. If he's available, I don't understand it. Any, I think we've heard the stories, but why in the hell would Edmonton to want to move him? And I maybe I you know now that Ken Holland's going there, that could change things as well too. Yeah. But I mean. They have three great, fo- three really good forwards. Obviously, two all world. 
and, and Nugent Hopkins. And why would you want to move him to create another problem? Yeah, I mean, because they need defensemen desperately. No, so. they need wings. They have, yeah, they need a number one defenseman, but they have some good defensemen. They just have no depth there. So they need to solidify their blue line, yes. But they have nothing on the wing. Nothing. All right, so, all right, would you trade Bavoulier and Letty for Nugent Hopkins? Yes, I would. Okay. All yeah. Right. So would I. So, yeah. so would I. I don't know if Edmonton would, but I would. Okay. Would you trade Kiefer Bellows and Nick Letty? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I think I, I, I totally would, too. If I can avoid giving out a draft pick, because we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, yeah, I, I think I would, too. I would trade our 20 We at the 23rd pick. I would trade our first rounder, too, if I had to. And uh, I might want to hold on to the first round of this year because we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> hey, now, okay, yeah, okay, now I'll shoot down your dreams, like just like you thought Kopitar. You know, I'll shoot down your your uh, your offer sheet dreams when we get to it. Okay, yeah, d- definitely, definitely. Uh, okay, so with, with Nelson, I think. Okay, let's let's throw something else out there. Would you want to? Because basically, the fourth line is was pretty much the third line, and Kisik has had an unbelievable season. Would you move him up to the third line? No, I think you want to keep the fourth line intact. Um, so, I mean, if it's, I mean, I'm sure, like, if you got one of the big fish at center, and you wanted to sell me on, sell me on finding just another just solid third line center, maybe bring Philpola back or someone of that nature, so to speak. Uh, maybe you know, like, I've always liked like a guy like Jay Beagle, you know, a defensive minded center. Uh, you can sell me on that. I just think Nelson would give you uh, – and Nelson and one of the big fish in center would give you an amazing amount of stability. That's all I'm going – that's all I'm saying. Right. And that's like a perfect world. If you can get Duchesne and resign Nelson, that's totally fine. Or, you know, bring back Nelson and get Nugent Hopkins, that's that's totally cool too. That'll work. Because if you don't get Duchesne, you're going to have to trade for a center. All right. So someone we can possibly do, maybe with similar to like what Patrick Marlowe got for – from. Toronto is maybe a three-year deal or something like that. Like he got it's Joe Pavelski from uh, San Jose. Uh, yeah, if he was available, I still don't think he'll leave that franchise. He really is kind of part with him and Thor are kind of the face of that franchise. I could see them him just playing one-year deals there. Um, but if he was available, obviously still has a ton of great hockey left in him, and it's someone that I would definitely be interested in. Yes. Yeah, he's he's thirty-four. He. Um, like you said, he's like Mr. San Jose there, but he, he would be a, you know a great addition, you know veteran leadership as well. He still has plenty of hockey to play, so who knows there? Um, all right, so we both think with Nelson, if we're not going more than five million a year, so maybe five or twenty-five. No, I would give him six million a year. I don't want to give him more than four years. See, the the dollar amount doesn't matter Matt. to me. The length of the contract matters a lot more. All right, so four years, four years, twenty-four million. Yeah. All right, I can I, I can actually handle that. That's that's four years. That's fine. All right, we both meant you mentioned Val Fipola, who had a tremendous season this year, really really exceeded expectations. He's somebody that I would kind of leave as like a Plan C. No pun intended with the center position. Um, if someone. Bowls him over with a multi-year deal. We say thanks, Val, for your year and good luck. But if he wants to come back for one year, I absolutely do it. 
he's also someone that could be a 13th forward too. I mean, I don't think there's going to be, you know, I don't think July 1st, first week of July, people are going to be running for him. Um, I, he's definitely someone you, I think you keep a conversation up with him. And it, it's, it's something that, you know, a situation where everything doesn't unfold the way you want. Obviously, I think he can come back and help. I would like to get a little younger faster at that position. Um, but he is definitely someone who could certainly help if need be. Yeah. Oh, wait, Dan, I'm getting a little bit of breaking news right now. Um, Leo Komarov, Leo Komarov just took another bad penalty. Oh God. Yeah. Uncle Leo. Yeah. Th- three more years of that disaster. Oy, oy, oy. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call him a disaster. It's just his timing is not good. No, it's, it takes the work. I mean, he had. You know, I would say he had an average season for them. But yeah. It's yeah. Those penalties were just god awful, and Lou just pretty much priced him. You know. Was probably bidding against himself on on that contract, but hopefully uh, he'll be a little better. But you know, as you get older, you don't get better and or wiser <laughs> on certain things. <laughs> but, but yeah, he definitely took some bad penalties. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's basically comes up to our next guy, Jordan Eberle, who had a tremendous first series and kind of disappeared in the second, much like the rest of the Islanders' offense. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm I would kind of go in the same camp as, as Val. Pippola, where I would just let him hit, hit the market and make my plan D and see what happens. If if he's still available, you reach out to him again, but I'm not paying this guy more than what he got this year. That's for sure. And I think someone out there will overpay him uh, because of his resume, because of his career. Maybe a team that has a lot of cap space. I could see like a team like Arizona throwing him a little bit more money than they, maybe he's worth because they have the space and they def- desperately need more professional scores in their lineup. So um, I don't necessarily, I don't think he's coming back. But once again, you have a conversation with them. I'm going after one of the big fish first. And if that doesn't work out, maybe you cycle your way back. But honestly, at the end of the day, if, if, for my, my honest evaluation, I don't think you're going to see Jordan Everly back with the Islanders next year. No, you know where I think he might go? Might be a good spot for him? Is de- the Devils. The Devils can yeah. use another winger. And I think he'd be a good a good fit there, definitely. And they have plenty of cap space. Yeah, yeah. And the Islanders also have a ton of cap space, um, and they also they have a couple other unrestricted. Well, Tanner Fritz, who was battling a blood clot, um, I think it's, it's also unrestricted free agent. I think they'll bring him back for some depth forward. They they really like him. Uh, and you know, when he played this year, he was productive with the Islanders. I think he'll. Uh, I think they'll bring him back because he can always just yeah, probably for Bridgeport, be, yeah. an extra, be an extra forward here as well. Um, all right, so that's basically the Islanders' unrestricted free agents. And now we can talk a little bit about the restricted free agents of other teams. There are a couple, a couple no. of big... I'm no, this is going to be a really quick conversation, but go ahead. You okay, start. all right. So I guess we'll aim for the skies, the stars first, okay? Um, why not go after Mitch Marner? Okay, you know, um, Toronto has it's going to have some cap issues, and Lou knows them well. He drafted Marner. Why not go for it all? And, see, and it just and, doesn't happen. I'm not saying don't go for it. I'm just saying it doesn't happen. It you know it's it, happened like there's been like two offer sheets in the past decade. Right. I mean, what was the last one I remember? Was it Shea Weber? Was that what, uh, uh, Ryan O'Reilly and then y- Shea Weber? Yeah, that's right. O'Reilly. But, okay, so let's just say, for argument's sake, right, He the Islanders offer between, I don't know, just around the $10 million mark, right? Which I think yep. I think the Leafs would match that. 
but it would put them in an interesting spot for the salary cap. Um, that would be two first-rounders, which is totally fine. I don't mind giving up that. A second and a third. That's not a lot to give up for Mitch Marner. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think Marner signs that, though. I don't. No. I don't think he takes a penny under Austin Matthews' contract. Okay, so then we go. If you have, oh, a, great, if you have a good agent, which he probably does, I'm going there saying, look, I'm as valuable in this league as, as Austin Matthews is. So but, I'm not taking a penny less than that. He, yeah, I mean, let's see if this. You have to go to Dallas, someplace without a state income tax. That that would he would sign that deal. So the honors right. the honors would have to offer over ten point five six eight million dollars. I think it is. That's right. And it would be four first rounders. Right, which is a very steep price. It's a totally steep price. Now that being said, the way the Islanders kind of groom their prospects, you're not seeing these guys for quite some time. Um, you have Marner, who's extremely young. He's established in this league. And there are enough Islander prospects in the develop in the developing right now that that could sustain this blow. It's about the team now. I'm so yeah, I'm so sick about talking. It's really I know I know that Noel, but when in a cap era, it's really hard to go four years in a row without a first round draft pick. Look at teams that are in cap hell now. Look at teams that are rebuilding, and they did not draft in the first round nearly enough. I'm not saying you have to do it every year. But you gotta get kids into your system that you can pay eight hundred thousand dollars that can improve your team. And the, and the Islanders have a bunch of those guys waiting in the wings right now. And so yes, but you I just you need a steady influx of them. I like I, I don't mind going one or two years without a first round pick, but four years is a lot. And what if something happens? What if Marner doesn't work out? Like the, there's a lot of risk there. I think don't offer Sheena. You want to offer Sheena? I'm just telling you, it's not gonna happen. I am I am I like am I like sitting there anxiously waiting for this to happen? No, I'm just just opening up this dialogue where it, it could happen. I, I and I, I'm just saying that basically, if they offer offer sheet them, more likely that they're gonna match it. So it's gonna be difficult for the Leafs to do anything. That being said, if the Islanders offer offer sheet them, they match. They're not making a trade between the two teams for a certain player. That's it. The, the relationship is strained right there between the two clubs. And I mean, wouldn't you just rather try and get Panera at ten million and keep your four first rounders? Well, I mean, you, you can't really start the process until July, right? I think it's past that. Yeah. Or it's like or June. I think it's like the end, June twenty. I think it's similar to that, right? So it's, yeah, I think it's around the draft, right? I think, I think it's right it after. I, I think it's similar to uh, unrestricted free agency. So I, I think you can start the window. June, like June 25th, 26th, and then they can't officially sign right. until July. I mean, I think you, you keep both lanes of dialogue open, you know, between Panarin's camp and potentially Marner's camp. That being said, I mean, watch Marner sign quickly, and uh, we all forget about that. But there are also a couple other guys, yeah. too. Um, William Carlson with Vegas, although I think Vegas won't. Oh, easily, no, no, I think you stay in Toronto, dude. I think if they would wait, they got to pay Marner. I think you can RFA Kapanen, and yeah. that's it for about six or six and a half million, and that's a deal that Toronto cannot match. Yeah, I mean that's also another guy, and if you offer him between that, it's only a first and a third, and that right. that's not a, really a bad blow to. Uh, and he's a good looking see. hockey player. He is. He, he totally is. So that would not be so bad as well. Uh, that could be somebody they they look forward to. Um, William Carlson. 
Well, I think Vegas would easily match whatever he's... Yeah, um, Vegas is going to resign him. They have yeah. plenty of room. Right. Another one, because this team is kind of interesting with, with their salary cap situation, is Braden Point. What I, I think... Yeah. Yeah, they'll find a way to get it done, because they always do. They'll get it done <laughs> because less money with without the you know, Florida State income tax. So, uh, you, you still have to do it. You 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 push these teams to the limit. I'm sorry. It's, it's there. But, yeah, but, but it, just, it doesn't happen, though. It, I know it I doesn't mean, happen You can anymore. say that. But there's not offer sheets coming in every year. It just no, it, no, I know. But this year you have you have these guys, and I, I don't think you've had these top. You didn't even mention Kevin, uh, Kyle Connor, or Patrick Line. No, because uh, I that'd be foolish. I don't think those guys would even get to uh, that point. I think those those guys would both get wrapped up. I don't know. They got Winnipeg's got a lot of money tied up there, so that's gonna be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Well, that being said, I mean, you know, someone could offer Anthony Bavulli an offer sheet too this year. They, yeah, they could. No one's doing that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, no one's. Yeah, but they also could start negotiating with Matt Barzal this year. Yeah, although no one yeah, can I offer offer Sheenum. I don't think they will, though. No, they they have they have other fish to fry right now, but the window can right. be open for the for those guys. But it's it's going to be interesting, Dan, to see uh, what happens. It's a long it's a long off season. It's a long way to the draft and to free agency. Uh, one guy I wouldn't even mention is uh, Jeff Skinner, who right. is not signed yet. Um, I do think it will get done between him and Buffalo. But no, no. Do you not see that report, dude? He's going to free agency. Oh, the last thing I saw, they were, they were talking still. They no, were, a week before the season was over, he said that he's going to test free agency. Oh, I I they were was, booing him. Like the light, they, yeah, I don't know. I, unless there was some new update that I, I did not see, but... At the end of the season, he said he was going to free agency. Okay, I thought I saw something on Twitter had that they had an open dialogue recently. Yeah, maybe yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the Sabers are still going to touch base with them and still offer a contract. But it sounds like he is going to test the market. Then, if that's the case, that's someone also that they can look look towards. Um, I wouldn't mind having him and Nugent Hopkins, or him and Panarin. But I, I'm sorry, him and Duchesne. You're not going to get Panarin. Get him. Uh, you get both those guys. They have the cap space for both those guys. You let Nelson, you let they Everly do. walk. Um, yeah, well, we're, you know, unfortunately, we're in the hypothetical state until the season's over. Of course. And we have, you know, this is the, uh, the, uh, the, like, the next. Usually, we do this from the beginning of April. But, you know, this year, we're doing it from the second week of May. So, that's great. All right, Dan. So, we'll, uh, we'll definitely have many shows before uh, A, the draft, and free agency to be a lot to talk to. And once again, just thanks to everybody who made this season enjoyable, all the listeners. It's been a lot of fun, and we'll talk to you next time.